0: We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets. But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Happy Friday to you. Wherever you are right now, I'll tell you where we are. We are shooting Corvettes wherever you are doesn't matter where you are right now we are shooting Corvettes (laughs) as you listen to this happy Friday we are on the back end of a week long shoot we have one more shoot day in the midst of that, I, I won't tell you how it all works out, but in the midst of that, we're actually getting some TV content done. We're shooting, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Buried in vets. So, That's yes. us. so it's
0: really very cool. We have uh, the better part of a dozen cars involved, some really cool locations. It's just starting to turn to fall colors here. It so is. So the visuals are very different than any of the rest of our feature it films. Is. I'm super excited about that as a filmmaker. That's really fun to me. Although I can't
1: believe it's early fall. I Honestly, this is just I agree. shot by this but year. It's,
0: but it's this beginning of September time when the first trees start turning in this area and we're ca- yeah, capturing yeah. that this time which is really cool the other films we did we did in the middle of summer when everything was practically Hawaii quality green <laughs> there's like two or three weeks <laughs> here where it's like They're I can't bright, believe it's this colors. green yeah, and then, it, then it, this is when it starts to turn to false so we're shooting this, that right now Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast because we're going to do our normal thing. We're going to talk about some car debates. We're going to answer some questions, even though we are currently shooting.
1: Yes, exactly. All right. So we're up to our eyeballs in Corvettes, but this is going to be great. This is going to be this year's film. If you haven't caught on to that yet, this will be the feature length film that we do for this year. Last year, we actually skipped doing a film Mm -hmm. because we were so buried with other things. And Todd and I are kind of glad that Things worked out the way they did. Even though yeah. we're bummed not to have a pilgrimage trip this year, things will be back in play for next, mm-hmm. for 2019. Mm-hmm. And then it's left us the availability to do this. So this is our fifth feature film yes. coming out for Christmas 2018. So look for that. And uh, hopefully you've seen the Instagram feed all week as we're mm-hmm. blowing things up with Corvette shots. <laughs> in case you didn't notice, we're around Corvettes this
0: week. That's what <laughs> yeah. the visual has been.
1: It's cool, though. I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm really stoked about that. All right, so let's jump into debates Great. right away. Perfect. I say we get into a debate from James, and I was really intrigued by this. James is in Long Island, New York, Mm -hmm. and he says, I'm tempted by the orphan Swede. And what he means is sobs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sobs
1: are no longer made, and he's got this thing for sobs. Mm -hmm. And we don't talk about sobs very
0: much. We don't. I mean. We make jokes about the sob story. We do. do. Yes, we (laughs) always make jokes about that.
1: But I'm, I'm actually intrigued that you like these enough to say, I'm thinking about one of these. So we're going to talk about his debate, and then we're going to jump to Ben G, Mm -hmm. another Ben G, actually, in San Mateo, California, who leaves his car in the public transportation parking lot, so in the train station lot, and only puts on 200 miles a month. The car sits, and he's yeah. wondering, should I upgrade? I I don't drive frequently, but when I do, I want to mm-hmm. hoon. I want to mm-hmm. have, have some fun.
0: Want to have some fun in this, but yet at the but same time, yeah. The
1: car is in the train station parking lot, so I want to explore some options for Ben there. But, and the thing uh, I like about both the of these
0: break. is these are pretty low-budget discussions, which is interesting. It's always challenging for us to have a discussion about yes. keeping the budgets low and getting something that's interesting <laughs> and does everything you need.
1: In contrast to last podcast, where yes. we talked about our dream cars. On Tuesday, where we one. spent
0: $3 million each. <laughs> We're trying— Look, folks, we are trying to balance the scales. We are paying attention to what we're doing (laughs) here. So we had the money, no object. Uh And now it's money's a real object. So yeah. (laughs) We're back to
1: James's story. So he's looking for a third car. And he says, here, let me set up the scene. He's in Long Island, New York. And this is a four-season environment. He said, not many good driving roads. So his current commute is one mile. Mm -hmm. But that's increasing in a few months to about 30 to 40 miles round trip. Yeah. Now, James is a GM guy, Clearly. His current mm-hmm. garage is an 05 GTO six-speed manual and a 2008 Chevy Avalanche. Yep. Okay. And his girlfriend's car is a Chevy Sonic Automatic. And he said, it's not the most thrilling. I think you were caveating things, James. <laughs> I think you're being awfully
0: kind there. Yes. He yes. says, I like how light and chuckable it is. Well, it so is, are lawnmowers. It is small. It is officially small. Yes, yes, yes. Go-karts and also golf carts could both be described as mm-hmm. light and chuckable, and yet one of those you're going to want to drive more than the other. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the
1: limitations here, ten grand, mm-hmm. $10,000 car. Mm-hmm. It's got to be automatic, good on fuel, and still fun. Yeah. But keep in mind, this is the third car, and he's already got that GTO, the six-speed. Yep. So yep. he does have a manual, but this is for, you know— long distances and, it's the
0: straight up commute car you know absolutely yeah
1: yeah just want to enjoy that so he's thinking about this Saab he's mm-hmm. looking at a 2008 or newer Saab 9-3 aero sedan or wagon yeah you don't see these around you don't there's a you reason don't. everyone no they're I actually what I do they're high miles and they're loved and people are hanging on to these desperately they're, they're like, clinging to them Yes, you know old yes, relationships yes, yes. Like, <laughs> hanging on
0: that should have ended but I'm hanging on yeah I hear you <laughs>
1: He's, he's uh, thinking about a 2010 Passat sedan or wagon, Mark 6 or 7 GTI, mm-hmm. or the 2015 and newer Honda Fit Scion IM, or something similar in that yeah. uh, hot and hatchy, hatchy and handy arena. Hopefully, yeah. Somewhere in there. But he's coming back to Saab, and he's going, I, I just love Saabs. For all the quirky reasons, the key is not by your knee, so it doesn't make a hole in your knee when you get in an accident. It's actually down here by the side of the transmission in tunnel. In place
0: of cup holders, you have a key.
1: I yeah. actually still think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. the key down here. It's not in your way. It's not brushing your knee
0: as you drive. Yeah, you, if you have 4,500 things on your keychain, by the way, don't do that. Yes. It's not dangling and brushing your knee the entire time.
1: Why does it have to be there? Well, I never understood this. Porsche actually has a reason for the key on the left. They do. Just saying. They do, yep. All right. So he's saying GTI might be the obvious. Just go get yourself a GTI for 10 yes, grand. yes. But... The, the twist here is this, I need the best version of whatever I get mm-hmm. kind of syndrome. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't have to worry about with Saab because they don't make them anymore. It's true. It's very I true. I just get a Saab. Mm-hmm. So, my sister likes Saab. She likes the 1979 like Saab 99. Sure. There's, sure. She's got a bit of a bohemian streak running in Interesting. her and Interesting. she likes those. So, that's she's funny. brought those up every time the car conversation comes up cuz she knows her brother does
0: the show and she that's the only car she knows how to talk about. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Oh man, I really love Saabs." Going, "You know they don't make them anymore." Did right? I did I tell you this is the that desperate thing that family tries to relate? You know, to what we do, because they don't relate. Oh, yes. They don't relate. I think I've told you this story before. My mom, after seeing the Lotus for the first time, they went back to their home in California. Think of your dad's comment, which you have to say, by the way. Well, I'll say that first. I was just talking to my dad, like, within the last 48 hours, okay? And told him all about the Corvette shoot. And he essentially wished me, okay, this is my father. I've done this show for a decade, okay? And he says to me how much he wished great success on our elaborate photo shoot, and I thought, you've seen our work. You know that's not what we do, right? But I just was like, a you know, I know where your heart is on it, so I'm just going to smile and nod. But I thought, on our elaborate, that was his wording, his our elaborate photo shoot.
1: Maybe words escape people and they're not just really thinking. Yeah, I guess. We live in this world, mm-hmm. so it's, it's
0: okay. He gets a mulligan, kind of. He does, because he he's know dead. I get it. Yeah. We do. And he sees it and he's a fan yeah. and it's just funny to me. But yeah. <laughs> Talking about family not getting it, my mom saw the Lotus. Okay. And in the following week, she was back in California where they lived. You mean she, when you got it? You first got like, it? Or? Like the first time they saw it after I got oh, okay. it. I'm okay. The, the first right. time they came over, and I happened to have the Lotus, and she saw it, and I gave her a ride in, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. They've been home three or four days, hmm. and I get a text message from my mom. Okay. Who has embraced texting like you like she's a 12-year-old girl. I mean, everything has emojis <laughs> and photos and I mean, it's You're amazing. She me. has just embraced the text. Me. It's it's I've gotten almost entirely emoji-filled text from my mother and I will send her back words only.
1: You can't see me but my mouth is
0: hanging yeah, open exactly. over here. Yeah, exactly. But she sends me this text. She goes, "I saw a car that looked just like yours." And she sends a photo. <laughs> was it yellow? It was, was it, yellow. Was it a yellow car? It was cuz it was yellow. Uh-huh. It was the Saturn Coupe. Oh, no. Oh, no. It just happened to be yellow.
1: No, 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 no. And
0: her text was, I saw a car just like yours. And I literally had no response for that text. I think all <laughs> I sent back was what the name of the car was. Because I just sat there going, nothing other than the paint being not even the same, similar has a connection between these two cars. So, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so family doesn't get it. But uh, let's let's try to help James. <laughs> There's another really moral in there. Don't name your cars after planets, Mercury, Saturn.
1: <laughs> just don't. <laughs> hmm, words to live by. <laughs> Do you think thinking about yeah. starting your own car company. Don't look at planets to inspire you for the name of your car company. Or presidents who
0: got assassinated. I'm just trying to think about the, car, the brands we don't like. I mean, that's yeah.
1: mostly why people name their car companies after their last name. Generally speaking, that's, yeah. you know, history's yeah. littered with that. Then we'd
0: have not Tesla's, we'd have the Musk.
1: <laughs> that's true. Okay, in his case, I'm fine with Tesla.
0: <laughs>
1: I want to rant New about him lately, Musk. but anyway. yeah, okay. Anyway, all right, so back to James. Sorry, a bit of a diversion there, mm-hmm. but back to Saab. All right, so he's, he's liking the Saab idea, but he's saying, you know, these... Smart choice economy cars. They're not outright performance cars, but they have paddle yeah. shifters. They're lightweight, functional, like Chevy Sonics are lightweight. They
0: are these things, yes. If that's mm-hmm. your bar, then we don't have to go too far to really find yourself the, there. the Honda Fit is quite impressive next to the, the Chevy Sonic. Yeah,
1: yeah, but he's also asking, should I sell the truck? Or should I even get a third vehicle, third car? All of that is in here with his 10 This is all in play. And
0: and the truck, it sounds like clearly the GTO is going nowhere, which, uh, bravo. Keep the GTO. Very cool, very cool car. I get it. That's your big bruiser when you get to drive it for fun. You say you think the Avalanche is going to stay. Chevy Avalanche is going to stay for Home Depot runs. And my first question for you, James, is how big and how often are these Home Depot runs? Mm. because if, if it's like the Home Depot own, like most of us do, where you go and you buy three or four things and you kind of fit it awkwardly into whatever car you have. I mean, I've taken the Lotus to Home Depot because I was looking for nails, okay? So it wasn't going to be a big <laughs> deal, all right? I didn't go in there and buy, you know, two by fours that are 12 feet long for obvious I'm reasons. shopping for set
1: screws. Exactly,
0: it was those kind of things. So, you know, I have taken the Lotus. But my point right. is, how often are you going to Home Depot and what are you buying? Unless you're buying seriously big stuff all the time, I think the truck can go. Mm. Now, I'm not going to speculate. I didn't actually say the truck is going. I stayed under your 10 grand and just got you a commute car, and I have a couple that I really like. Mm. But I really go, does the Avalanche actually have a real purpose? It needs to be kept. Because if you do Home Depot Mm. like most of us, I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm
1: a bit conflicted here because there's a car that I want to get you in, and it's... Actually, there are a lot of nice ones for under ten grand. you are going to be shocked by this. But I was taking a hard look at a Subaru Legacy Spec B lately. Okay. I was taking a look at the yeah, Mazda cool. Speed 6. Yeah. I was taking a look at those cars, even though they're not hatchy and handily. They're decent. They're commuters. They've got a bit of spice. A little Just, bit. I
0: don't think the Mazda Speed 6 comes in auto. That's the problem. The spec B I don't remember, but the Mazda Speed Six I don't think ever came in. I'd have manual. to look at the Spec anyway, B. Anyway, keep going, keep
1: going. I was just kinda of toying around with mm-hmm. ideas around those They're cars. Cool. I was kinda going cool. older, James. I was kind of yeah. backing into the mid nineties cars somewhere in there, and I was thinking preludes and mm-hmm. you know you other you cars in there, but I didn't really have a good idea. And so I'm conflicted because I come to a car that I found and okay. it does kind of play into what we're shooting this week. Found you a ninety one C four Corvette. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did not
1: expect us to be there. Keep going. With thirty-six thousand miles. Yeah. For ninety-three hundred dollars. Compelling. I, I. I. Compelling. The problem is, do you need a Corvette and a GTO sitting next to each other in that the garage?
0: Going to be my next question. Yeah. No, you
1: don't. That seems kind of antithetical to end up with a third car and then get there.
0: Well, and we could also argue that would be fourth car if we count his girlfriend's car, and they'd all be GM.
1: Well, that's kind of <laughs> why I tried to keep it in the same family to make it appealing. But on the other yeah. hand, then I think a Corvette and a GTO, you'd think, well, why? Is it why, just why transmissions? Do have why you do got have an automatic yeah. and a six-speed, and that's the deal? <laughs> really? That's how you shop? That's funny. I'm, so I'm, I'm still toying with ideas over here. I want to hear some of yours, but I'm still kind of mulling some things. But I'm also mulling selling the Avalanche, like Todd has said, because yeah. you mentioned you like it in snow. Great. Mm-hmm. Talk about snow tires. We could get you something all-wheel drive. We sure, could get of course. you into something of course. other than that Subaru Spec B. Agreed. And increase the budget here. Mm-hmm. Because what if we did sell that Avalanche yeah. and suddenly we've got money to work for? I mean, work I
0: expect way. you sell that Avalanche, you're going to get at least eight out of it maybe as much as 10 i haven't actually crossed it cross I mean, shop let near call area, it a twenty thousand dollar budget but theoretically suddenly. you could have 18 to 20 grand to work with mm-hmm. instead of 10 and it's a very very different world i didn't actually have you selling the avalanche james i'm assuming you're keeping it but i do come back to my question of what are these home depot runs mm-hmm. but i stayed under 10 grand and here's where i went or around 10 grand okay look i like your nine three because if you like sobs a sob is for you. You like. I mean, there, 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 there really isn't. You like sob? sob like you. So, right. Sobs are not a car I'm going to talk anybody into. Right. But at the same time, if you're already attracted to it, there's kind of there's a part of me that just kind of goes, you know what, just get the sob. Mm-hmm. But then I had this thought. I've got a better answer for you with a sob badge on it. I am going there. Are you really? Sob 92X. Are you really? Yes. Okay. Because you've got your all wheel drive, mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. got a car that even though it has a sob badge, getting it serviced and getting parts for it could not be easier because it's a WRX under the skin. It's dead easy to maintain. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. can work on it and parts are a steal because you're shopping for an 05 or 06 WRX hatch. That's right. the part I need. Right. But you're getting a cheaper than cheaper one than if a cheaper car than if you wanted to actually get an equivalent WRX because the WRX everybody knows about and the prices are higher. And the Saab 92Xs, you get the aero, which is the turbo. You get the automatic, which is not the best spec for that car. It's better with a manual. But they did come in auto. It's a WRX with a better body on it. Mm -hmm. And it has a Saab badge, so you can kind of do that at the same time and have what I think will be a more reliable, easier-to-maintain car. I've done both. Slid the sub thing right in there. Seriously, I, yeah. I think it. I think it. Uh, granted, it is a WRX. You don't have the key in the center. You don't have all the weirdness. Okay, you don't a sob without the weirdness. It is. It is. I it's, like that. It's the bland sob. Anyway, uh, but 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 <laughs> I honestly think you'll enjoy driving it in any weather. I enjoyed mine like crazy, and I also think going back to the avalanche question, I think most Home Depot runs are now handled too. It's a mm. decent-sized hatch with the, with the seats dropped. Mm. I don't know what happens to the Avalanche, but I'm just thinking out loud. You could get, a, honestly, a really nice Saab 92X Aero is going to be twelve grand, like a really nice one. So shop one that's okay. Uh, I had mine for 160 yeah. or 170,000 miles when I sold it. It was still running great. Yeah. So oh. uh, that's my, my number one recommendation. And then I have one more for you okay. where I went true commuter car, but I still kept it fun automatic Honda CRZ 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 for the win good gas mileage yeah. chuckable you're talking about you liking light stuff the Honda Fit led me here I thought the Honda mm-hmm. Fit's cool mm-hmm. but the Honda Fit okay we could go smaller still we could go a little more focused still get an automatic CRZ and just drive it just drive it and those enjoy it. are cheap actually they're very cheap yeah and if you're talking about third car with its purposes to commute with a little bit of mild fun I just go that car does all of that
1: yeah it sure does well, as I'm mulling this here, James, I'm coming back to your your description, your email here, talking about the truck. You said, in a perfect world, I'd like to keep it. I do enjoy driving it. It's great in the snow and that occasional Home Depot run, you said, but it's just not efficient for long distances mm-hmm. and parking is a pain. Mm-hmm. That, to me, says sell the truck. Mm-hmm. I know you'd like to keep it. It's probably paid for, maybe. Yeah, I would imagine. But... Uh, I'm just, I'm not hearing, I'm hearing that it's sitting more
0: than you're really getting use out of a Agreed. big a Agreed. Truck. Yep. 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 And my dad has one. They're good. They're cool. But my dad lives kind of in the middle of nowhere, California mm-hmm. and drives it all mm-hmm. the time and gets nasty weather you know with hills and stuff that's not that's not the situation here with James the avalanche I'm not a real truck but I play one on TV yeah well you know I'm a suburban with with a, with a truck bed that's Pretty really much. what I am yeah all right
1: so I'm looking at increasing your budget here because self truck <laughs> sure yeah hey we've got 18 grand probably. we've got 20 probably and that speaks to me over here because you were saying oh, I really want the mark 7 GTI mm-hmm. but the price I, I can't afford the mark 7 and, and you've you know, like I mentioned, this suffering from the I want the best version of that I can buy. Shouldn't I have
0: gotten a better version of this car. Yeah. Hence yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the
1: Mark Seven with a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. Go get that Mark Seven with, say, eighteen. And the, and the DSG. Yeah. And the DSG, I think you'll love it. Man, snow tires on that uh, Done. Winter tires, Done. you're yep. you're great. Yep. And what do you buy at Home Depot that you need that truck for? Are you buy in plywood sheets, big flakeboard, huge, redoing a house. Rent the Home Depot truck. Rent the Home Depot truck at that point. <laughs> Be done. And everything else, fold yeah, the yeah, seats yeah. down in the GTI, and totally. you got the hatch. Agreed. Agreed. Even though this Chevy Sonic is a hatch, but it is. But yeah, that's your girlfriend's car, mm-hmm.
0: and you're probably not. Probably not want to take that. Probably not there. commandeering her car for the dirty Home Depot run. I think that that that, that Honey, just, leads, that just gonna, leads to a fight. Let's be honest. Fill
1: your car with manure again. Is that okay? <laughs> Love you and turducken juice. It's gonna splash everywhere.
0: Turducken juice. Oh, <laughs> the bane to... of the interior existence, oh, right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can never steam clean that out. By the way, <laughs> sell the car. Turducken juice is the worst. Okay. Just yes. Saying on your way to Thanksgiving from dinner.
0: Experience. Don't do that. Don't do
1: that. All right, James. We, we will take a short break, and we'll come right back. Everybody's got a to-do list. You know, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list.
0: And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% on your car insurance or maybe even more. Got extra money in your pocket? This just may be the most rewarding thing you do today. Our sponsor, Wrangler, has given a slightly different copy for our ad, so we realize there's only one way to handle this. We have to bring back The Voice. Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans. The pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night. At home, on the couch, at work, wherever. They're the go-to, and you can't underestimate their importance. No one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans. Using their expertise in comfort and durability, Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, the folks who like to keep moving, whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, or even drive a car. You could be a person that just wanders the earth looking for we're not sure what. These are still the jeans for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, even vintage re-releases, with a price that works for you. Wrangler has something for everybody. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and for women. New styles, great fits. Wrangler, real, comfortable jeans. That was proper. Yeah.
1: Technology Truths,
0: brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet's fangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? (laughs) LOL.
1: And Sent. Wait, no, 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 no.
0: Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com.
1: Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something.
0: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Think of all the weird things found in cars. I'm not talking about your garden variety, petrified french fries, or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes or bizarre trinkets. You know, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about. Another thing that will make you wonder, but in a good way, are continental
0: belts. They're actually original equipment on tens of millions of vehicles. We're talking FCA, Ford, GM, even BMW and Volkswagen use Continental belts. Now,
1: Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE Pedigree. It's their
0: OE Technology Series. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. They have belts for almost 98% of vehicles on the road today in the U.S. and Canada. There's enough surprises when you're working on a car. A belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental
1: OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. If you've got your own car debate, please write to us at everydaydrivertv at Mm gmail.com or on the website everydaydriver.com. You can find that contact button right in the top right corner and write to us if you've
0: had your own turducken juice story. Yes, well, that's that's the the amazing thing (laughs) that we realized is we went to commercial break (laughs) off of the subject of turducken juice. I didn't really need that to happen. Now we're back and we're going to try (laughs) to wrench ourselves back to a discussion of actual cars with Ben, who's riding San Mateo. And uh, he's looking for a what he describes as a public transit car, meaning I need to get to the train station, but I'd like this car to be really fun to drive, which seems completely counterintuitive. But that's where we are.
1: Yeah, right. So he's got a '99 Accord. He got in college for nine hundred bucks, nine hundred dollars for '99, huh? I had a '92
0: Accord that it was could way be more. Your lemon's car. <gasps> Ooh, you could keep it and make it a lemon's car. You love it. You keep. I just now had this thought. Ooh. Because if it was nine hundred bucks when you were in college, my guess is at this point it's probably worth about five hundred bucks. Lemons car. Now that's not a bad idea. It's it, look. I know you it's have a race car in your hand. I know it's a low bar, but it's bound to be better than a, a ninety-six Subaru Legacy wagon. The wagon was still automatic, so the Accord should be fine. Accord's gonna be great. Put some decent tires on it and go. Go, Lemons, your Accord. <laughs> yeah. We're solving problems now. Roll and, cage and we're creating racing. This Wrench is what's happening. the
1: dash out of that thing. You're done. All right. So he says the redeeming qualities on this car are that the AC works and it's paid for. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Race car. All right. So he lives <laughs> in San Mateo. As Todd said Skyline Boulevard and Highway 1 are his driving roads. And Fantastic. he likes to go the occasional weekend hoon. But like I said before, he drives 200 miles a month. Under 200 miles. Yeah. Because he takes the train into San Francisco. So the car sits outside mm-hmm. in the unforgiving train station lot. So think of mm-hmm. dust and, sure. you know, small woodland creatures and, you know, <laughs> all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. By the way, I will say at this point, get a car cover for yes. whatever you get.
0: Yes. We know people agree more. at Covercraft. Well, exactly. And not only can you, can you do the, the discount with the everyday, you can actually get a discount of free shipping from Covercraft. Besides yes. that reality, if it really is going to sit... All day, every day. Why not be the guy that puts the cover on it? Why not? There's no reason Why? not to. Yeah, you absolutely. And the thing I like about this story, if you, if you flip it around, the thing I like about this story is this means that most of the actual driving Ben does is driving for fun. Right. So we have to defend right. this car when it's not doing the fun chore because most of the miles it's going to get will be fun miles.
1: Right now, that's an interesting point. He says he's got a budget here of five to seven thousand dollars, which
0: is where this gets difficult. Yeah, it
1: does. But what would we what would we recommend if he's mm-hmm. thinking N B Miata or a three series with you know like one hundred and twenty thousand plus miles? Yeah, he'd like something reliable, won't depreciate much. And also mm. won't make him cry when somebody dings the door in the train station parking lot. Yeah, yeah. And for reference, he said an ex-girlfriend's dad had a first-generation Boxster. He said, that was fun if that kind of informs our choice. Well, mm-hmm. yes, but those are not
0: five to $7,000 they're they're unless they're, yet. you know, they were in a pool somewhere. Unless they're, unless they're one you don't want. That's what's happened, as yeah. what we're talking about. But I, but I car see the reference. was underwater. Yeah. Here you go. $7,000.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. Levin's car. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it is. All right. So uh, I like your choices. I like the Miata. Mm-hmm. I was gravitating towards a Toyota MR2
0: here. I had that on my list. Did Probably you really? The MR2 Spyder. I, I They're mean, so cheap. They're I, so
1: cheap. I love the the Spider. I love the second gen. I even love the first gen, honestly. Sure, yeah, They're yeah. great. So, I mean, even if you find, say, a first gen car with really low miles or something like that, and somebody's just... Hey, trying to get rid of it, you know, eighty thousand miles or something like
0: that. Actually, isn't the Spider the third? Spider's the third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So first gen is the '80s little little MR2, yeah, like little wedge, and mm-hmm. then the the '90s one is the one that looked like it should have been a Ferrari. It's just an amazing yeah. styling, especially in yellow. And in turbo, it's fantastic. And then into the late nineties, early two thousands you have the spider, which was a spider only, which actually has a detuned kind of version of the motor out of the Lotus. It's got a similar motor, related motor. Mm-hmm. And then um and people actually do the Lotus motor in that car sometimes. Anyways, side note, I'm off into the weeds. But but that car actually makes the Lotus almost look like it has storage space because the MR2 Spider doesn't. But put your little bag for work on the passenger side. Oh. That's a very fun car to and drive. And you'll kind of need a car cover for that one, I figure. If yeah. you get that Spider, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, don't
1: leave the top down, but, you know, get a cover and, and you're good. But I'm, I'm gravitating towards that. Because I like it. I like it. they're so chuckable. Yeah. And in this price category, it's kind of like decide on which generation of the MR2 that you like mm-hmm. and go buy as much of that car as you can with seven grand or five good. grand. I think it's good. Yeah. But you did mention in your email that you're struggling to get your head around. Should I go into debt for a car that I only drive under 200 miles a month? Fair. That's
0: a question. Fair. He wrote to this podcast though. He did, he did. (laughs) Which I'm sorry, sorry Ben, but uh, I want to explore. I want to
1: explore one other car here, and then I've got another idea for you. Okay, okay. This 1986 Honda CRX that I found, Mm, found one with 106,000 miles, which is low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty plus year old car. Seriously, fifty five hundred bucks. You know they want five hundred for or five thousand for. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But it looked really nice, and okay. these are just light. Mm-hmm. They fly around corners. They're yeah. just fun. There, there may be the definition of chuckable. Yeah. They, it keeps it in the Honda family for you because you'll know it'd be reliable. Even yeah. even the older cars like that, I found 91s on here with 300,000 miles. and <laughs> still running CRXs Continuum just run. ran yeah. inexplicably. They were used as commuter cars by many people mm-hmm. and they just ran. It, it was amazing, actually. For sure, yeah. So that's why I came to the CRX and thought, okay, yeah, chuckable, great. People won't give it a second look, but they're fun. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah. And they can carry a surprising amount of stuff in
0: the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that hatch. It's the, it's the golden era of Honda there. Oh, and gosh, it's in, yeah. That, that's when Honda was at the place that we've talked about Ford being the last few years, where it's just like, oh, come yeah. to Honda with your money. We have a great driving car at every price point. Absolutely. Honda was doing that in the 80s, early 90s, like crazy. And CRXs, they've
1: yeah. got the NSX at the top end, the S2000s S2000 sprinkled so in there. amazing.
0: Prelude was good. I mean, it just yeah. goes on and on and on. Yeah.
1: So then I thought I just wanted to explore this idea a little bit, and that okay. is car subscription. And I know mm. that your Accord is paid for, but you know, yes. we've turned it already into a Lemons car, so you're thinking <laughs> race car.
0: <laughs> we're solving problems you didn't know you had. You're already thinking it's free decor and yep.
1: livery for the car, aren't you? I <laughs> yes, knew it. going
0: to be great. Yeah.
1: But I think, you know, I'm thinking car subscription. Is there something in your price range around mm. there? Because you're subscribing to a car. Who cares? Leave in the parking lot. Park it. Yeah. Under 200 miles a month, which keeps your subscription low, more towards the entry level. Yeah. But unfortunately... They're all expensive. They're really expensive. It could yeah. be like 700 bucks a month, which is yeah. probably way out the his, window.
0: His budget is going to get him a car subscription for a year, and he's done. That's my problem. Because yeah.
1: I was just trying to think, Ubering? No, that's not really a thing. That's not yeah, really it's not gonna, gonna work. That's, that's not gonna cost be tough, either. Yeah, because I was just trying to get the car out of the parking lot, so you didn't have to leave one in the train sure. station. that's that's where that my hurts. head was at. That's the part that, that hurts. Distance get that distance between your house yeah. and the train station is what I was trying to solve. Totally. I don't know that the subscriptions these days are. If they were like two hundred bucks a month
0: maybe it'd be very compelling maybe. for this discussion. I agree with that. But yeah, nobody's yeah. come out with that yet. No, yet. no, no. Yeah. You're right. It's a matter of time. It'll be full of eighties cool. Well, yeah. What are, and, what are the cars that are there for 200 bucks a it's month? It's like the, very the, curious about the eighties
1: parade yeah. with 200 bucks a month. <laughs> and who cares? <laughs>
0: Leave in the parking lot. Do whatever. That's very funny. I like that. That's we're, where all these cars should go. We're almost recommending Ben get
1: a scooter. We've almost got there. Ben, what I'm suggesting is you, you work in San Francisco. This is your business. Now yeah. Yeah. create the app, <laughs> go find VC funding, there's probably people who are willing to spray cash in your direction, uh, yeah. start a business, and start the car sharing
0: for affordable, two yeah. to 300 bucks a month. The cheap car subscription. We yeah. gotta, we've got to come up with some creative and yet doesn't seem like it relates at all name. And it has, hasn't struck me yet. It will. Where when you first something hear, it, you're will. like, that doesn't have anything to do with. It. Oh, okay. Like Uber, for example. Why on earth is Uber now? It was Uber Taxi originally, but just the fact misspell that... a word yeah. and <laughs> put a Y in it where there was never a Y before. Yeah. Call it a day. And make a little cloud shape, and then you've got your internet. Company. You put you put a Y in it, and the rest of the rest of the vowels are gone.
1: Yes. It's like all
0: consonants on a Y, and it somehow still spells the word, and has some you know weird iconic logo, and we're done. It's VC a little money cloud guaranteed. Or it's going to be sunshine. Be perfect. Or something. Yes. There's anyway. your idea for the day, and and describe yourself as a disruptor as many times in a paragraph as you possibly can. Totally, you're done. That's really somebody is, will shoot cash. This at you. is the key, Ben. We should we should break out and do it ourselves. <laughs> um, I like this. Okay. What else did you uh, have going on? Did you explore other alternatives, or do. were you I going have, for just a, cars? I have a few others. No, I just I just did cars. Okay, I just did right. cars. But here's the thing. I'm trying to solve this last mile. Get a scooter. I'm telling you. Well, the, the bird scooters are practically being just tossed onto <laughs> trash piles everywhere. <laughs> somebody Instagram. Somebody can spare one. You know, right now, they could spare a bird scooter. Just <laughs> strap a few together, create a big scooter, a Crea- scooter create a raft of scooters <laughs> i like that your scooter is as big as the 18 liter next to you you're standing in the middle you were laying down in the these middle like, all, Yep. these, these are, are all right beside my house i yep. found them on the beach hey somebody's got to get charging bonanza later and make their month no kidding anyway now right. here's the thing you've mentioned five to seven grand you could get an nb miata i'm going to say to you yes but you could also probably get an nc miata think so the bottom of those is down there now, that would year. be worth spending 7000 on. I agree. That car I would agree. be worth it. Well, but you and I... I will admit, though, you and I say that because you and I don't fit in the NB well. We don't know how big Ben is. Yeah. If you fit in the NB, it becomes a much more compelling car. I am like a bobblehead in Barbie's Corvette in the NB it does not work. You are in the NA, your tongue's hanging out yes. in the wind. But the but in the NA I almost feel like that's part of the experience by the time I get to the NB I'm just like this isn't funny anymore. So the, <laughs> the jokes the, but, over now. But the NB is yeah. is really good. It's a really good car. It's just we don't fit. Mm. Okay? And, beca- and and inexplicably I fit if you watch our generations of Miata pieces on uh, YouTube and also as one of our uh, TV episodes. If you watch that, I actually discuss about the fact the NB is my least favorite because it's the one I fit in the least. Okay? So mm-hmm. if that's not your issue, then I can't steer you away from an NB. They're cool. But at this money, the the NC, the 3rd gen which we both really like, that started in 06.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You
0: can probably find them. In fact, I'm certain you can find them for your budget. So that's a possibility as well. You already mentioned the Toyota MR2 Spider, which I really like. It's a fantastic Miata. It's alternative. up there on my it's list. It's really good, and they are yeah. crazy cheap. They're absolutely in your budget. You could just go find. You can just go find one. How many are near you? Like, I bet you California has most of them right now. Anyway, oh, just yeah. just go find one. It'd be oh, a great yeah. car. We'll just keep running. I think both of those are better than the high miles three series, because I think the high miles three series. Yes, you can get it at your budget. And then the question will be, pre-purchase inspection, what does it need? And the list will follow. Ben, That's my concern. could you
1: get concern. an S2000 for that price?
0: No, they're not down there. They, 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 haven't gotten, old, they haven't right? gotten below ten. Not, really? not any one you want, I don't think. Yeah, not a so, car you want. But then I had this thought. If we're really driving a car that you want it to be a fun-to-drive car, when you really take it out, it's just going to be fun, and you're going to be like, I can't believe I own this car. Mm. But yet it sits in the parking lot, and something happens to it. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's kind of a hard combination, and I think we're doing it with the Miata and the MR2. But I'm going to throw another one out at you, and you pulled it up recently, and I know you can get them for this price. Fourth generation Corvette. (laughs) Yeah. If you're just driving for fun, yeah. Granted, we have Corvette on the brain this week specifically, but if you're just driving for fun, I thought get a Corvette because to anybody in the parking lot, it's an old Corvette. It's just it's an old Corvette, whatever. But when you get to drive it for fun, it will be fun. It's a very different animal. Yeah. Very different animal, but it's also a Corvette. It's going to be cheap to make it run. It's just going to work. They also don't dent, Ben.
1: <laughs> if you want there to solve is, the dent There issues, is that. They don't they dent. Pu- they puncture. It'll, they don't vent. It'll puncture and crack. They don't dent
0: at all, but they do puncture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why do I have can opener marks on the side of my vet? Anyway, <laughs> somebody tried to key it. Look what happened. Exactly. No, it's actually not that bad. But, but that was my kind of wild car there. I was like, you could go here if you're driving for fun, and just then it is kind of a fun car. Yeah. I'm out there, but you know, I'm putting that out there as well to have an alternative to your Miata NMR twos, but I think one of those you would just enjoy when you get to drive it and then you'll cover it in the parking lot and be done. Yeah. Excellent.
1: All right, Ben. You've got some decisions to make and a company to go solve. You've got to go build a company now.
0: Yes. Let us know what VC money. Ben's going to write us with, I have a uh, $10, $10 million in initial funding, and we're going to a sec- round two. Oh, man. I'm sure it'll happen. You and I are killing ourselves. <laughs> People are going, I have a logo. You can have money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I have a logo
1: and a name and a, <laughs> a clever title on my business card. I'm Chief Fun Haver. Chief
0: Funhaver. And see I see that going around? I am lead disruptor. Yeah. Oh, you need money. You need money. You what and I are just ranting right now because we're shooting exactly. so much we're busy- we're busy working, actually working, and it's pretty awesome. We do love it.
1: You don't even have to have a really solid idea. you just have to have have to have a business card and the logo that's crucial. This is key. I did this all in the wrong order, yeah, okay, yeah, you right. did. You need to take advantage of a fire sale and anyway. <laughs> all right we We've got some questions to get to on social media, and there's one that is pretty low hanging fruit for me, okay, all right that came in on Twitter from SaberCav. He's been okay. with us a long time, yeah, thank you yeah, for yeah. writing. But I had to, it kind of made me think here, and I want to talk about this. But okay, good. It's, uh, it's actually pretty interesting. And he says, It seems that you guys are 90% positive on the cars you discuss.
0: Well, mm. Paul is anyway. <laughs> hmm. All right. That's, that's kind of aimed at you there, my friend. Well, it Feel is. Feel free.
1: I, hey, I like cars. I'll freely admit that. I, I just like cars. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm going to be positive. Is that purposeful just to avoid bashing and ranting on things for an hour? Well,. Yes, I'll get there in a moment. and he be says, a little bit
0: of a positive podcast. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we can rant. If you followed, ranting does exactly. occur. Keep going. Sorry.
1: Exactly. And he says, other than Faraday and Lincoln, it's pretty fair winds and blue skies. Well, not necessarily all the time. There might have been a few rants that you've missed out on, and... I'd like to take this opportunity to bash on a few cars that you (laughs) might have not caught me bashing on. (laughs) It's really just an invitation to bash.
0: You're going to return to the cars you never speak
1: about because you don't like... That's funny. I like it. I do like it. But to your point... A lot of the cars that we don't talk about,
0: it's just because, well, we talk about the favorites. You're right. I mean, we, we've been accused of the other side of the equation of you guys tip- typically recommend the same cars over and over. And that's because the cars that are the best in their area are the best in their area. Yeah. And the cars that are, you shouldn't consider them in hatch- hatchbacks. Guess what? We're not going to bring them up. I mean, I also think, and I, and I want you to answer this in detail from your perspective, but I also think we're at a place in cars right now where even the bad stuff would have made a decent car 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So cars in general have gotten quite a bit better, more reliable, better put together. Generally, across the board, they're better than they used to be. That doesn't mean there still aren't cars that are better and worse, but you and I focus on the ones that are good because our whole mandate, if you will, is to find people cars they'll enjoy driving. So bringing up the stuff that isn't good so we can rant about it doesn't feel like it's a successful use of our time. Yeah, exactly. Because let's find you a cool car. That doesn't mean they aren't out there that we hate they exist. But yeah, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I do have that list. But before I get there, I do want to say... <laughs> you have a list. <laughs> I do.
1: I do. Think about this. If we were to just bash on cars and rant and kind of be Debbie Downer for an entire hour, nobody would want to listen. Everybody wants to think, all right, what are the positive things? I mean, we interject it in between, but I wouldn't want to listen to a podcast that people are always negative. I'm yeah. uh, I'm not feeling that all the time. But
0: there are it's, those people that like the rant, though.
1: I. That's true. It's important to... Not just be honest and or important to be honest, and not just hey, everything's great and sunny, and life is good, and blah blah blah, yeah, that's artificial and some balance in there. Would be good. And yeah, yeah, all right, so now with the
0: balancing list, here we go to balance out the world okay hey i'm I'm ready, go all corollas, it. all Camrys, all pre they have gotten some vitriol on this podcast, yeah,
1: the first generation pre everyone has drum brakes holding up the back end of the car. <laughs> Technology like from the 50s. Holding up
0: the back end of the car. They do. It's new and technologically advanced. Don't it, notice the drum brakes. Look away. You might as well put two skateboards back there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah, on. Okay. All right. You've missed my rant on all modern Maseratis. Clearly. Yes. There is, that, that's happened a couple times. To at, me, at Maserati... Length. Is like the actor where they're accused of phoning in their performance by Rotten Tomatoes or whoever, and sure, they're sure, yeah. accused of, yeah, did, yeah. did you just read the script? Are you just here for your boat payment was due this yeah. month and you just wanted you to get had cute cards something off done? camera? Yeah. This is Maserati. They're phoning in their performance. Now I know that it's just good business to use part sharing, and sure, all car companies sure, yeah. do this. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But it's like Maserati didn't even try. We put a pickle fork on the front of our car. Everybody's going to buy it now, right? We're trading on the cool racing history that we had I in the like 30s. That it's a
0: pickle fork. That is even better. Or whatever, the Triton spear. <laughs> the... It's a pickle fork. That's so good. That, that's the title of this podcast. Pickle fork is in the title right there. That's perfect.
1: Hey, everybody, come see how good I look. No, they don't look good. People are buying them because, oh, I'm discerning taste. Man, I didn't buy a BMW. I bought a Maserati. No, you bought a parts bin car. and With a cool sounding engine. Honestly, yeah. I will caveat that by saying we love our friends at FCA. They love us back. Yeah. We have a great relationship yeah. with them, and they do build some <laughs> compelling cars. But they're
0: clearly not going to send us any Maseratis anymore. But Maseratis <laughs> are not on the list. Yeah, I hear They that.
1: need to do better and try harder, and I feel like I have a place to say that because I have spent time in the design studio. Fair. Okay, good. I would good, good. like to have something different than that Levante. <laughs> <laughs> are you getting the picture? I, I'm getting a, a, a vaguely getting a sense, yes. I was in a shop the other day mm-hmm. looking at the front clip that was off of a 599 Ferrari. Okay. And it was rusted. Everything under there was rusted. Now, we're in Salt Lake City.
0: Yes. They put a little salt on the road.
1: But I went, what? these are supposed to be aspirational, yeah. beautiful, amazing cars. And the person in there working, I will not name names, but... He didn't have kind words for most modern Ferraris. He kind of said, yeah, they're kind of heaps of junk that are really too expensive. Mm. I thought, whoa. Yeah. Now, I love the vintage Ferraris, and I, I'm just, I'm not impressed by the snobbery surrounding Ferrari and yeah. the people who really end up owning them. That's a generic statement. It's, I It's yeah,
0: broad brush stuff, but I take your point. Take your point. Um, Porsche Macans, I like them. Don't love them. Mm. Like them. Wow, there's a Porsche Macan on the list that's in a not-love. See? There's a Porsche on this list, ladies and gentlemen. is. I'm I'm a little surprised. Things are balanced. Okay. (laughs) Most of the Buicks. (laughs)
1: Yeah. All of the Mitsubishis not named Evo.
0: That's actually very fair.
1: Including the Stereon. Not feeling that car either.
0: Well, but it was related to cool cars. Yeah. Yeah. It, it It was cooler than I think you're giving it credit, but go on. Go on. Not feeling the original VW Beetles. I see a Beetle. I just don't care. Yeah.
1: Just not interested. Uh, I understand. I think you're being kind. I have heard the Beetle rant before. Yeah, I think the you're Beetle being rant. Kind. Yeah, huh? Hugo's, Bricklands. I could go on, but there's stuff I don't like. Clearly. Yeah, but why would we recommend things to you, dear but, listeners? But that's the bigger question. If if we're, not, yeah. we're not
0: feeling it, and we think, well, yeah, you could you get know, this, but we don't like it. Yeah. Slag <laughs> on that car, whatever. But I, I will slag on Maserati. They need to do better. Ladies and gentlemen, pickle fork. That's a band. I'm not. I, I, they they may play polka. I'm not sure, but pickle fork. That's either that or they are the hardest thrashiest band you've ever heard, and their name is pickle fork. That might be better. Ooh. Like they they send people screaming from the room, kind of kind of Ooh. performance, and their name is pickle fork. That may actually be the. That could work. Anyway, with um, all due respect to our friends at FCA, uh, Kyle wrote in on Facebook. He recently sold his Nissan GTR. Yeah. he recently turoed a Cayman S. Now that is the nine eight seven generation with the Sport Chrono, so the, so the one prior to the one you have. So the first gen Cayman. He turoed a Cayman S, mm-hmm. and he wanted to like it more. He's he, in Fort Collins too, just, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he he drove it on some back roads. He he used to have an S two thousand, and he kept wanting to like the Cayman as much as much the S two thousand. And he kept wanting it to be more powerful. And he kind of said, what's wrong? I'm going to give you two thoughts, Kyle. And I want you to jump in. I'm going to give you two thoughts. The big comment you made here about it felt like it lacked lacked speed is that the power was abysmal down low. You came out of a GTR. The GTR is a wall of power all the time. You breathe on the gas pedal, and it's a wall of power. And if, like most people I've known that own the GTR, they've still tweaked it further. And maybe you didn't, Kyle, but but most GTR owners I know at some point chipped it, did this to it. Now it has more power than it came from the factory. <laughs> you know so, these are slow. I exactly. Chip it. So so the point is, you have had a wall of power car. I submit to you that if you drove an S two thousand right now, you'd go. This is a lot slower than I remember. Hmm. 'Cause you it's not like you went back to an S two thousand. You have fond memories of it, but you have a GTR in between. I think that's warped your perception of what is powerful. And yes, both the S two thousand and the and the Cayman require you to get way up in the RPM to get any power at all, but it still is going to be way behind what you're used to. Oh, yeah. So I think that's oh, yeah. a factor. And I'm not saying this to say, well, the Cayman should be something that everybody loves. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that unless you're going to jump back into something that has wall of power, turbo torque, almost everything is going to feel like it should have a little more.
1: Mm -hmm. That's actually where I was headed as well. I think you're used to the turbo punch. As Todd said, that torquey turbo punch at low RPMs even. And I'm wondering if you need to consider something that is turbocharged, mm-hmm. because if you're coming out of a GTR, well, everything is slow. Yeah, honestly, they're yeah. they're just to world degree, class right. cars. Yeah. They're amazing, but you're clearly looking for that visceral feeling. You're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, more connection to the road, and yeah. that's why Todd and I like other cars than the Nissan GTR. I should have put the GTR on my list. It's a fantastic car. I don't know that I ever want to own one though.
0: No, I don't either. They're I don't either. they're brilliant. They're they're, they're incredible. And I don't care and I don't mean and it, and it sounds even ruder than I mean it, it does to, it does there's I have nothing but praise for the accomplishment of it. i don't feel feel compelled to own it or even drive it. I have driven it. I know what it can do. they're great, they're not for me. Look at the car I bought. The Lotus Elise gets killed by the g t r in pretty much any metric you want to do, Absolutely. and honestly, you'll beat me around a track, and yes, you'll corner as well or better than I all of those things oh, I yeah. will get in the lotus yeah. Yeah, it's anyway. really astounding. So keep that in mind. So it's a big grain of salt
1: here. And the other cars that you're listing are the TTRS. Well, that's turboed. But the Z4M, S2000 is not turboed. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking maybe gravitate towards that to keep the, you know, that punch in, in the back of yeah. your yeah, yeah. mind
0: uh, or just that, that feeling, I guess. And he said he wished, just wondering, he said he wished the Cayman gearbox was better, I, but he doesn't clarify how. Mm -hmm. And the S2000 gearbox is... Almost a once-in-a-lifetime gearbox. It's really that good. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really that good. So uh, it's hard to compete with that gearbox anyway. And you clearly, obviously, with a GTR, you haven't had a manual for a while. Uh, I like the Cayman gearbox. I think it's really solid. I don't think it's amazing, but I think it's a really good one. I'd be curious to know because it's, it's unclear in your question exactly what you were having trouble with uh, with it. But I, I, I do wonder if some kind of resetting of parameters is required here because the GTR just it casts such a huge shadow on anything else you drive. Totally, and the recipe says it shouldn't be as quick
1: and fast as it is. Yeah, it's almost four thousand pounds. Yeah, it shouldn't do what it and does. It's a blur. Yeah, it's astounding. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing car, but yeah, for thirty-five grand, we'll have to keep thinking about this. I think continue to mull cars that are turboed, but probably
0: something rear-wheel drive. Well, I think the other option though is you could start shopping. Uh, you could start shopping older V-eights. Mm-hmm. And I hate mm-hmm. to go here because we're shooting Corvettes, but what about <laughs> what about a, a C6 Z06? Those are cheap now. Yeah. They're yeah. cheap, and they're visceral and raw, and they're all the things you're looking for. And because it's that big V8, it's kind of got torque everywhere. I'd be curious for you to Turo one of those. You said you Turo the Cayman. Cur- curious for you to Turo one of those just to understand what your takeaway would be on that car. Because I think that would also start to inform you a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. All Corvettes all the time,
0: apparently. That's just
1: where our heads are at. I have to admit it. <laughs> all right. There's some questions down here on Instagram. Uh, what else? Looking at... Uh, oh, well, sticking with the Corvette. Wheelman GT-S, GTLS, Is is... Uh, no, GT is the Cor- C7 Stingray Comfy on Long Trips. Comparing this to his Mustang GT after 100 miles is a pain in the rear, literally. Mm Mm-hmm. I I say yes. Yeah. I think the C7 is excellent.
0: The seats are great. It's the magnetic ride and the good seats. It is. And you don't even need the competition seats. You really don't. No, no. I mean, you can get them, but you don't need them. You really don't. And yeah, that that magnetic ride just clears everything up. Unless you're going to track it like crazy. I don't even think the competition seats are worth it, honestly. Yep. What else did you see on here? Uh, Paxton has a question I want to ease my way into on Instagram. hmm this is a tough question, Paxton. The question is, how do you go back to being comfortable driving in traffic or around other cars after you've had a major accident? Oh, Paxton, you have not told us what happened, but the, obviously you're inferring the fact that you had a major accident, and this is your dilemma. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I, I don't know that I have an answer. I have some, some things to throw out to, to recommend to you. The best... Uh, equivalent I have in my own life, I've told the story before, was a really nasty near grounding fall I had climbing once. And the smartest thing that happened in that moment when Mm. it was really life-threatening was a guy came along and said, you're going to tie in right now. You're going to take a minute, catch your breath, tie in right now and and climb right now again. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, if you don't, you'll never come back. There is a get back on the horse element here. Yeah, for sure. So what what I'm going to recommend to you, Paxton, to try, you're just going to have to keep, I mean, Look at the world of physical therapy. Look at the world of uh, psychological therapy. Whatever it's about finding the problems and then trying to push past them. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm painting really big broad brush here. There are no PhDs after my name. I am not, I am Doctor <laughs> No One. Okay, I'm not suggesting that I'm Doctor No One. But but here's the thing. I think you should do. I think you need to take an opportunity. Find an opportunity to drive your car in a medium traffic time of your city when you don't have to be somewhere. Mm, sure. Because if you compound, you're trying to get back into this with, I have a deadline to be here at a certain time, that's adding a level of stress that those of us that have not had an experience of a major accident, when in traffic and late, are already plenty stressed. So take that equation out, find yourself a middle-of-the-day traffic situation, and just expose yourself to that experience again, yeah. without a yeah. destination, without a time frame. And I would say, figure out, the other reason to do it when you don't have to get somewhere is to figure out, I'm going to go until this starts to be a little overwhelming and then I'm gonna go one exit past that and then I'm gonna be done. Okay. Just just little baby steps. Think of it like physical therapy. Physical yeah. therapist. You'd never kind of like them very much because they're asking you for one more rep, but that's what's moving you along. Right. That's my recommendation. I'm not saying it's it's solid, but that's I think you're gonna to have to ease your way in and, and figuratively get back up on the horse.
1: Yeah. No, that's excellent. Got a question here from Jake R on Facebook. What are our thoughts on Hellcat police vehicles? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all about it unless you're being pursued and then no right right i mean that just puts the fear of Mm -hmm. everything in your little heart and uh, yeah i'm all about it and drew v says that he just saw a shadowy preview of the bmw i next concept Mm -hmm. can we answer the question burning in his mind dear god why
0: (laughs) (laughs) there are so many questions that end with why that we could not tackle anyway yeah go on (laughs) I'm going to touch on this briefly. I'm
1: okay. I'm seeing it here, and I think BMW is still caught up in being too fussy with details. Mm, okay. And they've lost their way on overall proportions, which they had in the 80s. Mm, they had that down.
0: Mm, yeah, it was great.
1: They had it in, well...
0: Up to recently. They had it in the 90s, too. 90s, for sure. Remember when James Bond was all sponsored by BMW? Everything they were designing at that point looked good. It was great. Yeah. But they're
1: just into little fussy details and worrying about this kink and that turn of the shape and that line. And they're trying to say electric and autonomous and have the design language say that mm-hmm. before they're worrying about the proportion. That's my own opinion. Hmm. Okay. There's people who take. are wiser than I in charge of BMW, and they yeah. they have their reasons. Okay. But I'm I'm looking at cars, and there's just a lot of fussy details. I noticed this on the Z4 when it came out. There was a little trim piece, or is a trim piece, stuck to the rear taillight that is body colored. It is pasted over the taillight lens. Good point. Yeah, just right. to denote a, a sweep, a curve, and continue that with your eye through the taillight. It doesn't need to be there. It sure. doesn't need to be there. Sure, yeah, fair. It was too fussy for my taste. Fair. Interesting. Interesting. And they're continuing that, and I feel like they've gotten away, and they're kind of struggling. They they have the Hoffmeister kink and the kidney girls and that's all they're leaning on, and mm-hmm. everything else is fair game, and they've kind of, they're struggling. They're searching for form language here. Interesting, okay. I just, I think they're, all these little twists and turns, I'll, I'll show this to you here, this, car that you know you look at the front i know you guys can't see that no look at the eye next Mm -hmm. and you're seeing the the standard kidney grills you know the rear half
0: and the rest of it is what what happened here yeah the the, the shapes don't relate Mm. around the car
1: but you've got to start with proportion first that's what we see
0: yeah you're right you see it i mean the silhouette is what makes the impression Mm -hmm. and then all the details uh, play into it from there uh ted adam green had a question look this is a question that it, it goes deep. I'm gonna you asked it very simply, I'm gonna try to answer it simply. You've said what's the overall price difference on maintenance in general between US, German or European and Asian brands? Mm. Maintenance costs we're talking about. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna submit to you that generally I think American and Asian brands are similar in their costs of maintenance. Sometimes, depending on the car, the uh Asian brands will actually be a little cheaper to maintain but i think they're they're almost equivalent. Now we're talking about maintenance costs. We're not talking about reliability here. That can vary brand to brand, car to car. But i'm talking about the cost for you to get your brakes done. Mm-hmm, the cost mm-hmm. for you to do whatever, okay? That beyond oil change cuz that's kind of universal. The cost for brakes, the cost for a tune-up. The the asian cars and the and the american cars are similar. And i would say in general, the german cars are probably going to be about 25% more. Sure. Sure. And I think that, that's a rough rule that please don't quote me and start getting out calculators because I don't know math. But in general, <laughs> prove you wrong. Having owned all of the above, I would say it's about a 25% markup.
1: Yeah, no, that's excellent. There's a question from Drew M on Facebook as well asking, what do we do to become familiar with the dimensions of a car so as not to curb a wheel or brush a wall or damage the car when you're parking? And he says, I imagine it is tough hopping into these various cars that we drive when they're not our own. They're mm-hmm. brand new car. We've never driven it. This is going to sound strange, but I stand at the front three-quarter of the car, right where the headlight is. Mm. And I kind of put my shins up against the front bumper and kind of look over the car, look over the hood. Mm. Just get a general sense of how big is the hood. How long is it? Interesting. And okay. I'm right next to the car. Honestly, okay. it sounds strange, but washing a car? Helps you kind of get Big a sense. Time. Your hands are touching the car. You kind of get a sense of how long is the car mm-hmm. from the door to the trunk and the width of the car. You're Every time it? I wash
0: the Lotus, I own it. Every time I wash the Lotus, I think, this car's tiny. Because I'm watching the Lotus going, well, that's an entire panel. Okay, okay. good. Yeah. I'm going to wash the – and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It's almost that way, yeah. That's interesting. Okay. It's kind of weird, take. but I just right. kind
1: of get up close to a car and look it over and – you know, sitting in the driver's seat, you pull yourself up out of the driver's seat on the, with the steering wheel and look down the hood mm-hmm. and where does, where's that corner? Where does it visually end? And then get mm, outside and look. It's just like driving a bus or an 18-wheeler. If you're not sure, you get out and look. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. It's
1: really that
0: easy. That's true, yeah. If you're
1: not sure where the corners of your car or truck or vehicle are, yeah. RV.
0: yeah.
1: You get out of the vehicle and you look.
0: Yeah, you have to. It sounds goofy. It's hard to jump into something and go hoon it and not have a sense of how big it is. I'd
1: rather kind of be strange and what are you doing outside your car? What are you doing? I'm just looking where the car is. Yeah. I'd rather have that than, oops, I scraped that corner again.
0: Yeah, and I I compensate by getting myself closer and closer to the center line the bigger the car gets. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, I'm used to driving small stuff. And, you know, I've got to get more and more over that that yellow line off my left shoulder. I've got to get more and more against that the bigger the car gets. That's my kind of default setting, until mm-hmm. I start to get a sense and a feel of the car and how it rotates. Because, you know, in the Lotus, you're practically sitting in the middle of the lane compared to some <laughs> other stuff. But then my wife's Cayenne is, you know, it's a 5,000-pound SUV, and yeah. I'm, you know, four feet higher off the ground. It's a rhinoceros so in comparison. So that, that actually keeps me, if you will, kind of ad- adept at – jumping into cars of different sizes, having both of those cars in my own garage and going, okay, all right, you know. But you really have to, at least from my perspective, you have to learn where your own personal placement mm-hmm. is supposed to be mm-hmm. and and adapt that based on how big the car got around you and go, oh, I got to be a little more over here.
1: Drew, you know why the lugs on buses like Greyhound buses are so long? It's so... you drivers can look in their rearview mirrors and look down at the lugs and see where their mm. wheels are at see where the where in the lane they are it's a visual indicator actually that's interesting that's why they're out so far
0: and then you get the guys that are in the 18 wheelers and put the big uh, spikes uh, the on the spikes end, yeah they're, they're gonna have
1: been her on the highway yeah they're daring you clearly <laughs> all right what else do you find any other questions on here uh, that's the stuff that i covered for now yeah all right well guys thank you so much for writing in your questions we really appreciate it We are back to regularly scheduled programming after this. We kind of already were, but... We're on regularly
0: scheduled programming, it's just you and I are currently shooting.
1: Falling across the finish line of shooting. We are.
0: It's going to be awesome. And
1: I can't wait to share it all with you guys. Keep your questions coming and your topic Tuesdays.
0: And if you would, please rate the show on IMDb and catch it on Amazon Prime. And all three seasons are currently available on Amazon and on Vimeo. And if you do me a favor, season two and three need some ratings on Amazon. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have them. But again... All three of those seasons are now available on Amazon Prime. We would love for you to be watching on there. If you're outside the U.S. or U.K., you can get them all on Vimeo. Thank you to so many of you that are engaging, watching them on there, and sending us emails about what you think of it. We love all of that, so thank you very much.
1: Really appreciate it. Looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.
0: ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere.